everybody. Welcome back to iZombie Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Chris King, and I'm joined by my two friends, my two co-hosts. As always, it's Blaze Hopkins and Sean Carpenter. Blaze, how you doing tonight, my friend? I'm doing all right, as usual. A um, lot going on, lots of TV for me to catch up with, but uh, yeah, otherwise can't complain. Good stuff. I feel you on the TV. I am like behind on literally everything so especially like shows i was caught up with and wasn't now i'm like i'm like three episodes behind on supergirl and i barely watched the new season of the hundred and uh i am caught up on westfold though we'll have to talk about that soon because i still haven't watched it uh any of it no this is this is breaking news, iZombie Radio listeners. I know. Um, <laughs> well, before I get too sad, let me check in with our other co-host, co-host here, Sean. How are you doing tonight, my friend? I'm doing good. I also have not seen an episode of Westworld. Uh-oh. Um, so I guess you're the odd man out here, Chris. Um, you've never seen an episode, or just this season? Haven't seen an episode yet. Ever, period? You do want me to list how many shows I'm currently watching at the same time right now? No, but I'm sure it's not as many as I am, but keep going. I've got 47, <laughs> act- I've got 47 active shows and then 25 inactive shows that I'm actively catching up on. There you so. go. That is, that is a good amount. No, I just... <laughs> Blaze and I always talked about it last season. That's why I was checking with But, uh... Well then, how is everything besides your TV watching? Pretty good. Pretty good. I walked around to Toys R Us earlier last week and bought some games for cheap. Nice. Nice. Anything good? Well, particularly funny, the Assassin's Creed Ezio collection, complete with a voucher for a ticket for the Assassin's Creed movie. Burn it. From 2016. Burn it and bury it. Act like it never existed. Have, tells yeah, you how long. Tells you how long that game's been sitting on the shelf in shrink wrap. Yeah, when, when it almost comes two to, years. When it comes to video game movies, uh, uh, Elisa Vikander beats her husband Michael Fassbender with Tomb Raider over Assassin's Creed. That is, as a hundred percent for sure. Um, I mean, I owned it on Blu-ray just for shits and giggles. Oh, my bad. <laughs> just for. You know, giggles. Um, <laughs> Out of all the people that well, curse on the podcast. <laughs> hey. Blaze has done it once before, so. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're in good company, man. You're in good company. Uh, but I'm going to make a drinking game out of it and see what happens. Nice. The go. only reason why I own it is just to make a drinking game out of it. Uh, <laughs> Nice, nice. Sadly, well, not the dead slip cover, but say lovey. Well, we could make a drinking game out of uh, out of listening to this podcast or out of even watching iZombie, and there might be some drinking happening for fans of the show with the news that just came out, guys. Because uh, uh, it's it was I guess reported. I guess now it's the twenty first when we're recording this. Twenty no twenty second. Twenty second. Uh, and uh, so we haven't had a new episode since Upfronts last week, which was on May 17th, uh, that Thursday. So uh, it was announced by the CW that this upcoming fifth season, which we're all very happy about, will actually be the show's final season. Um, CW announced that Jane the Virgin's fifth season is going to be its last season. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is also ending, and iZombie uh, is ending as well. And we also know the show is being held till mid-season, so season five will not be premiering in the fall. Um, so we're going to probably get it sometime. I mean, we got it in February this year. We got it in March for its first season. We got it in uh, April last year. So sometime in that, probably in that January to April uh, slot, we'll we'll see iZombie coming back. It's kind of kind of a little more unpredictable with the CW doing six nights of programming now. But, uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, with the final season announcement, I know we've speculated a little bit about it here on the show, but uh, 
Sean, what are your what are your thoughts overall on the on the on the fact that iZombie will be ending after next season? I'm glad it's getting this final season because this is the type of show that needs a like it doesn't even need to be a full season necessarily to wrap it up, but at least have some way to tie those threads up because going into next week we have no idea like it's gonna just yeah so without going into the episode um so it's kind of like a chuck situation they're given this final season to sort of tie everything up with the nice little bow at the end and be like okay and we're done thank you and then move on to whatever projects they do next, you know? Um, and more shows need this because shows that go on for more than one season should have that final season to sort of neatly tie everything up. Because then you end up with what we're doing, what we're dealing with with Lucifer, and it's like, oh, here's two random episodes that won't address what happened in the finale. And you're like, okay, I guess. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I agree with you. It's definitely similar to like that kind of final season uh, announcement for Chuck and, and so many other shows. And I'm also happy that, you know, this is a trend we're seeing more with certain networks, especially networks like the CW. Um, I mean, they just did it for uh, the originals this past season, um, announcing that, you know, this season five will be the end for that, and that uh, you know they did, they've done it before with uh, with shows like um, Vampire Diaries, even Smallville, you know, kind of getting those announcements for the, the last season, and it allows the writers to write to an end. And I think I think Blaze, I think that's kind of what excites me the most about it is that we're gonna have it's not gonna be one of those pseudo series finales. It, it's gonna be the proper ending that Rob Thomas and Co have kind of cooked up for us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it just shows, sort of like you were just pointing out, the um, relationship that the CW has with a lot of its showrunners and everything, and the just the teams involved with these shows, because it's obviously great to see them giving this season to them, um, but, you know, I think it means a lot. I think it's, uh, you know, a very nice gesture and just, like, the appropriate thing to do, um, and the network is taking advantage of, you know, how dedicated the fans have been and how the show has pretty much been like the, you know, one of those little engines that could. And, uh, and yeah, it'll be nice to just have it go out properly and, uh, with something, you know, well-planned and, and fitted. For sure. And I mean, I think too, and we can kind of jump into, how we, you know, we can jump into the episode discussion and how this week's episode kind of might set up some endgame things in, in just a second. Because I, I, I think I think we were all were feeling that this this had this, you know, season four has kind of had that, you know, second to last season type of feel to it where it, it's almost like how much further can you really push push the show as much as we love it? Um and and now with what happens in in this week's episode, which is uh, I love the title. Um, uh, you've got to hide your live away, uh, <laughs> which <laughs> it's, it's uh, definitely one of my favorites from this season. Uh, I mean, I don't want to just jump right to the end because there there's a lot of good stuff in this episode, but we have to talk about the three major things that really happen in the end and. With with regard to, you know, the show wrapping things up, I think the most important of those three things is the fact that it looks like Ravi's got a full-fledged cure on his hands now, um, thanks to Isabel's brain. Um, either one of you guys, like, feel free to jump in. What, what was your reaction when seeing that? Like, do you think it's going to be as simple as... It appears to be because we know with the cures on the show and the vaccines on the show, it's never been simple. Yeah. Uh, so, so what do you guys think is going to happen with regard to the uh, the cure in in the finale and in the coming final season? 
So, I like to think that they, um, if I had to guess, I think their plan would be to do something similar to what they did in the previous season, like with Ravi. I essentially trust them to know that, to have, you know, planned ahead and realistically, um, known that the show was sort of on the, going to be on the fence, um, for another season. So I would expect it to end a little ambiguous, eh, ambiguously. Um, and it's one of those, even if we had left the show right here, you know, this would have been acceptable, but, um, it sort of allows them to mold and go forward if they get picked up again. So that, you know, that's what I think my guess would be is that, They'll develop it a little more, but leave it open-ended still. Sean? Um, there's definitely going to be some sort of caveat. It can't be this easy. Or maybe it, they just, like... Part of me also feels like they could have just been like, we're going to go out with a bang no matter what, and, like, maybe it's maybe it is the cure. Oh, I'm going to definitely go on board and on the record and say that this is what's going to end the show. The But there's going to be some sort of catch, um, especially because it is indeed just one brain, because now we've got orange brain, which is <laughs> a whole different thing to talk about. I'm going to say, out of all the brains on this show, that brain looked the tastiest. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> well, that kind of looked like a gummy candy, if we're being exactly. honest. Exactly. <laughs> like, you're looking at that going, is that a... Yeah. Doesn't that look like a large gummy brain? <laughs> huh. Weird. Never once considered it, but now I'm kind of considering it, which shouldn't really be a thing, because at least the last time I checked, I had a pulse, so we're good. Um, <laughs> good to know. <laughs> stay on, stay on target. Stay on target. <laughs> yeah. Um. But seeing that, until we see something that's to the contrary of what we saw at the end of the episode, this is what I'm going to think is the final cure, at least, or the thing that leads to the final cure. Because it could just be that Ravi might need to work it out a little bit more and do a couple tests on himself, potentially. Or, you know, some unwilling participants um, before refining it down to cure human, like to cure them back to humans, which is going to cause some crazy nonsense given how things are ramping up on the other side of the coin. Yeah. And my, and my other thing is, is like with, with the cure, what's, I mean, we know that Liv would obviously like to be human, but being a zombie has, you know, given her this purpose, which, you know, is, is discussed in this episode a little bit you know, about kind of the type of person she is and, and it's kind of this, like, heroic nature um, that really... I mean, she was going to become a doctor before she became a zombie, so there was always that, you know, drive to help people, but that it's kind of been, been refashioned uh, in a lot of ways. You know, first it was finding justice for those who, who died, and, and now it's been kind of giving a second chance to those who, who are sick but still living. Um, is... Is, like, she going to jump at the opportunity for a cure as much as, like, season one Liv or season two Liv would have now that she has this purpose? And my other question is, is, like, with what seems to be happening with Blaine and Angus and this kind of zombie revolt, this kind of, up, you know, uprising we're probably going to see because Blaine gave him that brain snow sign, which was... <laughs> I literally, I was live tweeting last night, and I just had the, the WTF uh, gif from uh, <laughs> from the first date Blink-182 video, where he's just like, what the... And that, because I, I was like, what the hell, brain snow? I, I didn't think of what it would have been. But, uh, but no, but now that we have that, is, 
is Liv are Liv and Major who maybe would want to be cured, are they gonna have to kind of stay zombies for the time being to, to prevent you know, the whole world or at least half the world from becoming them? Um, yeah. I'm thinking it's going to take a good chunk of season five for Ravi to get it to work. And I had this weird sort of thought when it happened. Oh, someone's going to try and weaponize that. Because if you think about it, you just turn it into, like, darts. Like, trank darts, essentially. And you just unload into the zombie hordes and human, 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 boom. And just completely pacify an entire wave of a zombie horde. Will that happen on the show? Who knows? Well, I, I guess the other thing is too. It's like if it's, I mean, if it look, if it's actual brain, which we know it is, you could always trick people into eating or drinking it in some fashion. There's that too. Mm-hmm. Just just start throwing brain tubes at people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of like the opposite of what they did last season, which was, uh, you know, where they. We're giving people like the shots. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I could I could see that uh, potentially happening, but I I, I guess I want to get back to this question of like what what do we think? Because I because we end the episode. It's she's in a bad spot. She and Levon are they're, they're not doing great. <laughs> <laughs> to put it mildly. No. But, which I love, because honestly, I, I think it's probably the most dangerous position Liv's found herself in. I think more even more so than Max Rager at the end of season two. Like, this is, she's captured, like, Chase Graves himself is erratic, and he's no joke. They've, they've got an army of Fillmore Graves guys who aren't going to let her go. Like, I, I don't know how, I mean, she's going to get out of this, but we don't know how. Um... So, but when it all said and done, what do we think is going to keep her being a zombie, even if there's this cure out here? I know we said Robbie's got to take some time to perfect it, but what's stopping her from going down and, and chomping into that brain and, and being, being the guinea pig, you know? I'm thinking she's going to want to be the last one. She's going to have this whole... I'm. I don't want to be turned back into a human until I know for a fact that there's going to be no chance of this happening again. Like, all the I's are dotted, all the T's are crossed. She is the final patient. Instead of being patient zero. I could see that. Uh, that definitely seems like the, the live type of move there. Um... Blaze, what do you like? I guess what are your thoughts? Like, how do you think this whole cure is going to play out with regards to, like, you know, Liv, Major, even Bosnia, right? Because mm-hmm. there's that that big development which we haven't touched on yet, which the uh, scene that caused me to both gasp and cheer uh, with her and Clive, and and again we could do a whole podcast on what Clive <laughs> says to her because. In, in the very sweet things Clive says, he says he'd be willing to turn into a zombie for her, mm-hmm. which is a huge change from the Clive we know. But is he going to have to? Are they going to? Is she going to be one of those first subjects, do you think? Test subjects. Yeah, I think they would be pretty likely candidates um, for it. I thought when that exchange went down, sort of afterwards, I, I felt like, okay, so I guess, you know, the cure is going to work pretty quickly, but um, I could also see them again, just keeping it to the point where um, even if like Basio turned out at first, say like the um, immediate response was sort of like what Robbie's going through with the, uh, you know, zombie Mm -hmm. cycle. Um, Yeah. I could see them doing that. And then later on sort of getting to, um, you know, him figuring it out. I Like I said, I feel like they're... I'm hoping that it's left open-ended at the end of the season, and then they can draw it out and uh, 
just sort of make it all feel authentic. But yes, I think it'll take a decent amount, I agree, you know, decent amount of the next season. Um, and I think it's, I think also, you know, as it's been pointed out, there's still sort of a lot of work to do, um, just in terms of making sure everybody gets on board with this, understands it's real, you know, and just like the logistics of having to get it out to the public and, um, you know, and like you said, dealing with the conflict of potentially like the the church and everything and the people who feel proud to be zombies, um, you know, handling them. So I think there's still good yeah. conflicts left out there basically where it, I don't think, I mean, even if the cure happens quick enough, uh, there would still be a lot from actually getting it like fully out there. Definitely. Um, well, then let's talk, because you kind of hint, hint uh, about it. We can, we can go back to the, the Clive Fazio scene and, and give it its due in a, in, a, in a little bit. But let's talk about those other conflicts, because obviously we have um, we have Liv and Levon captured we have, and now going to be executed. We, uh, but to me, it, what seems like, if I had to predict, right, if we're going to do finale predictions in a way, um, which again, I'm just kind of doing freewheeling thing here. I was, I was gonna, I had, a, I had a plan. I have my like, my notes out in front of me. I was gonna save finale predictions for the end, but we're just, we're just going with it, guys. We're on here on I Zombie Radio. We have no rules. Um, but I think that, like, I could almost see Liv is about to be executed, and then this uprising happens, and it kind of catches Chase Graves off guard because. I think, you know, Angus slash Brother Love, whatever the hell you want to call him, although I love that Clive won't call him Brother Love, because uh, I just thought that was a nice little touch for Clive's character. Um, I think that, that that's the one issue, the one problem this season that he hasn't had paid enough attention to. And I think that's what's going to catch him off guard, especially because, as we see, in, as we have it confirmed in this week's episode, the Fillmore Graves, like, chief inspector guy is is now aligned with them. So he has people even in his own ranks mm-hmm. that are, are more loyal to Angus. So, and if and if Blaine's kind of sign from God, quote-unquote, convinces Angus to make these moves, I mean, I don't see anything stopping this horde of zombies from, you know, even beating these, these you know, trained mercenaries. Because... It's one thing to take down Liv's small group of, of coyotes, but this is like a rabid, fanatical, you know, congregation that they'd have to stop. And I don't think Fillmore Graves is prepared. I, I thought they were going to be, but they, they've taken their eye off the ball. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that this is, you know, even us as uh, viewers and everything, and, um, you know, that was the... I think just sneakiest plot in general throughout the season. It's really built up nicely and become effective. But at the beginning, you know, it was the, it felt weird out of place. And, uh, and I think that it has just been, you know, a smart long form, uh, plot point, you know, to the writer's credit. So I definitely agree. I think Fillmore Graves, you know, they've been, they've really dropped the ball with this and uh yeah i i think it's going to cost them i think also like you said there's just so much chaos going on within the company i mean we've talked about sort of the just the down spiral chase has been in and now we're just seeing the organization sort of crumble um like you said people being more loyal to angus and basically acting as spies and then uh you know, you have the other guy, um, who is it, Hogs? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, basically, like, selling Major out and everything. So there's just sort of all this manipulation and kind of chaos going on. Definitely. But, Sean, what are your, what are your thoughts? How do you think that, like... Yeah, I guess if you had to do a finale prediction for how everything with Angus is going to play out, do you do you see it being 
Like, do you see? Do you see any way where the church is somehow dismantled by the end of next episode, or is it just too powerful? Um, I don't see it completely dismantled. I see, I see it going one of two ways, or one of many ways. But the two I'm going to mention specifically are. It's both of them are going to be bloody. It's going to be an all-out war, and it's either going to be Angus is going to survive, and Fillmore Graves is sort of taken down in the sense that it is weakened beyond repair, and it's sort of fumbling to continue its stranglehold, or the vice or vice versa, where Fillmore Graves sort of cripples the church in such a way that Angus is dead, but now Blaine sort of has to has to, not wants to, but has to fill in those roles given that he is the quote on like the actual son of Brother Love. I would um I there's other ways too. But... I personally like to see um a setup for the final season being basically like both Angus and Chase die. Um you know, and then Major does sort of get pushed into leading Fillmore Graves, and then um, I would hope that Blaine kills Angus and obviously frames it because he wants to take over the church, and then uh, I think it would be a nice setup for the next season of you'd have, obviously, Blaine as the main villain, but sort of, at least similarly to now, probably loved by a lot of people. Um, and then Fillmore Graves has been turned into such a negative entity. Um, but obviously Major's the good guy, and he's going to have to sort of, like, repair that image and uh, also take down Blaine and sort of bring the truth back to light, I guess, about, you know, who Blaine really is. Well, the other thing is, too, that's a good point. The other thing is I think that we're... We we should touch on is that I think Blaine's doing all this because it's, um, you know, it's that real estate plot that he had with Donnie a couple of weeks ago, which had to deal with, you know, they were selling the cure to make more money and then they were going, you know, and so I think, you know, he said, and I keep saying, you know, uh, he said that if, if more of the country becomes zombies, then he would be able to purchase all of this real estate and all, mm-hmm. you know, I forget the specifics exactly right now. Um, it sounded like a Lex Luthor plot from the Superman movies. Uh, but it, uh, I, I can see, you know, like how you guys are saying where maybe he takes out Angus because, Angus has now served his purpose. He's led the zombies out, and the zombies are now infecting people nationwide, and that's now, you know, that's that's all he needed to do because now he's not going to get nuked, and he can kind of fulfill his bigger plan. Um, and then, yeah, that, that was an interesting idea of Major taking over Fillmore Graves. I think the only way Major takes over Fillmore Graves, though, is if it radically changes. Like, if it is, like... I mean, still militant, but less like. Yeah, I mean, well, well, I think he, I think like, I think if we basically saw sort of such a massive fallout, uh, we saw, you know, we saw how uh, what's her name, Jordan, how she she dropped that line, you know, she dropped that line to Major of like you'd have the soldiers like vote, so I think that. It's clear a lot of people, whether he knows it or not, look up to Major and obviously believe in him and recognize that he is probably, like, you know, they know who he is more personally, I want to say, than Chase Graves. And uh, and if there is such a massive fallout and lots of death during uh, the battle, then, you know, I could easily see it sort of being this landscape shift of... Uh, like mentality and who's left around and maybe uh, some of the bad gets washed out and allows Major to kind of have people believe into him and build him up. And it could be a case too where maybe Major and Liv together mm-hmm. lead, the, lead the zombies. I could see that yeah, happening. Yeah, because I guess it would be like best of both worlds for 
For sure. Uh, I mean, hey, as we saw in this episode, there's still there's still a lot of chemistry there. Um, <laughs> but with these with these predictions for major, I want to bring in some listener feedback that we got that was sent to us um, before before this week's episode. Uh, back on back on the seventeenth, the same day as Upfront, so when the final season was announced, um, and this is from uh, the, the email is signed Lady Timov. I don't I don't know if that's a title a name. Uh, I because I don't want to read the uh, the email obviously the email address, but uh, he or she uh, is wondering if Major is going to self-sacrifice himself in the name of love hmm. uh, and even or even that he somehow might you know get put on ice and revived later later but we've talked before about someone maybe you know major characters dying in this finale you know we we said chase graves is probably done you know angus is a good possibility but we've also you know, tossed out the idea of maybe Major dying in a way to save Liv. Um, now with her on the verge of being executed, can you see, can you guys see like a rescue plan going wrong and, and Major being, you know, one of the the kind of casualties of that? One of, you know, that the fallout is, is him sacrificing himself in order for Liv to continue to be this hero. I think it's definitely a possibility, um, but I also could see it going the other way. I mean, I think at this point, I don't know, I still think at this point, even though that wouldn't be like the worst way to send Major off, um, I don't think so. I sort of believe he's going to survive and that I could even see it being something where uh, Levon gets killed, you know, he gets the uh, guillotine. Because what? Because we know what happens to all of Liv's boyfriends. Yeah, I mean, well, seriously. <laughs> and then, like, I still think that, like, I just, like, they've always had that happen, and they've always sort of implied how Major and Liv are, like, the end game and everything, and, um, so I don't know. I just think, why, why change that now, kind of, um. But, yeah, I could easily see him, you know, Levon dying. Because my other thing is, with, you know, I guess with that scene where she confronts Chase and tells him and everything and gets herself captured, um, like, obviously Chase and Liv have history, and um, I think that similar, you know, even though Chase has been getting more and more aggressive, uh, I think that his previous personal connection to Liv and just knowing her personally uh, will, he'll waver and show a little sympathy and uh i think like that mistake is what will lead to her getting like broken out or saved basically interesting because like huh. if we think about chase graves you know in the beginning of the season he was on the fence about you know kind of the decision to start all of this and kill mama leon and everything and um and i think that just you know with Liv, I think that whether it's like put, you know, kind of as an extra threat, like putting Levon up on the uh, chopping block first or something, um, I could just see him somehow like slipping up, and like even if it's just something that causes her life to be spared for what would have been, you know, like a couple minutes, like that time span is when everything will go down. Okay. That's I could see him being distracted. Yeah, that yeah, like that's you know okay. that's essentially like summing it up. Yeah, I I just think like with everything okay, going I'll... on and the fact that it's Liv specifically, like somebody that he, you know, has, has like even not romantic, but yeah, but like they slept together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that takes it to an you know even an extra level. So I think that, like you said, will sort of just distract him for a moment, which will essentially like leave an opening. Okay, distraction I can buy into. I, I, I don't think I could see him kind of easing his foot off the pedal. No, yeah, I'm somehow... more into like. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I didn't mean it like. Yeah, I mean distract is probably just the best way to phrase it. Okay. No, 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 no. That that I'm, 
that I can see happening for sure. Um, yeah, uh, Sean, what about you? Like, do you think Major definitely survives, or do you think there's a chance that he doesn't? I'd say there's a possibility. Um, he's not going to make it out unharmed. He's definitely going to get injured in some way, shape, or form, as is sort of true to form for the show. Whether or not, you know, he gets beaten up or has an explosion happen nearby him or, you know, whatever. Major's always injured by at some point at the end of the season for some weird reason. I think. Unless I'm forgetting season three's finale again. Um, I don't think he gets injured at the end of season three. Hmm. I okay, mean, well. he, he gets emotionally messed up because Natalie dies. So, but aside from that, by the way, I sounded really sinister laughing about that. <laughs> I did not mean to. Okay, so, he, so I'll, I'll count that. He definitely gets emotionally injured. Um, <laughs> so th- that, that checks. Just ma- Major gets the proverbial crud end of the stick each season and it's not it's not going to go well for him but I don't want to see him die because really all that would do is it definitely would motivate Liv but I don't know it would motivate Liv and Ravi Definitely, but it wouldn't really give Liv much else to live for, because if Levon doesn't make it out of the finale, then that's another boyfriend gone. And if Major doesn't make it out, then that's just like, she really has no reason to be cured and would probably do something hella dumb in the season five finale, which would end in her demise. Yeah. I'm curious. Cause like the only reason I think he might not make it is like they spend this week, even though, yeah, they're on married couple brain. But, like, they spend this week kind of reminding us of their history together. Mm-hmm. And and of, like, like even Major has that line where it's like, oh, it's just the rest of the world that mucks it up. It's not our fault. Um, I, I don't know. And it's like, it's not, it didn't seem out of place necessarily, but to me it felt like it was setting up something. Like, felt like, a, hey, you guys remember how, like, how important living Major are, right? Um, so that's my only reason where I'm like, ah, but, and also something I, I did see in the, uh, in the, uh, well, it wasn't really anything I saw, um, but, uh, in in the, in the promo for the finale, it wasn't like major in danger necessarily, but there was just a shot of him, um. That had me that I thought was interesting. That's all I'll say without giving anything away. But um, yeah, I I don't know. Uh, I'm really curious to see uh, to w- see what happens with him. But uh, but I think two characters we know that will hopefully be safe after all the turmoil they've gone through this season are are Clive and Bazio. Um, either of you guys want? I mean. Everyone knows how big of fans we are of these two. What do you guys want to say about that scene? You know, and and just, you know, Clive finding out, and then, you know, and then, um, and then how, you know, he kind of just threw caution to the wind and and proposed to Dale. Um, what did you guys think of that scene? Did did it land for you? Did you think it felt rushed? What did you guys think? Um, well... I have questions, but that's towards the tail end of this whole interaction. But it kind of was a good move on Kavanaugh's part to mention it, 
to mention, hey, you shouldn't be doing that around here and sort of rubbing her face in it because that's just not cool. Even if it was, even if it was, you know, true that she that Fazio was seeing someone else, it's just not cool and very unprofessional. But at the same time, it kind of. It was weird because I liked that he did it, but also it kind of felt weirdly like a dick move at the same time because it was ruining Clive's fun. But the end result was definitely worth it. And while it does seem a little quick to happen, it kind of makes sense given what these two have gone through. And given what Clive sort of has to deal with and manage at this point. My question, however, is, is Clive going to become a zombie because of what happened at the very end? Or did they just continue kissing on the floor? Because as we know... Zombieism definitely is not under the things protected by birth control or any method of contraception. Yeah, that that was my only thought at the end of that scene was like, they better stop doing what they're doing because unless they want to, unless Cod just wants to turn into a zombie that way, which, hey man, there's worse ways to turn into a zombie. Uh, (laughs) Definitely there is. But, uh, but yeah, uh, no, I agree with you though. That I just, I feel like it was earned. I, I feel like it might've been like, it might've been a little, it wasn't even necessarily that it was a little fast. Although I do feel like a little bad for Michelle because I feel like how'd that happen? They were going to go get dinner. Was he just like, Hey, about that. I mean, I'm sure she understood, but, um, I also think it was good to just have Clive step up and do something because I could not take another rehash of their conversation. That wouldn't have felt like there was any forward momentum to it. Uh, And, and so I, I think that's what made it work really well was that it just, you know, it just, uh, and just the fact too, like that Clive said to Dale, like you're my non-negotiable here. Mm -hmm. I thought that was just really well done. Really that, well got me. Yeah, <laughs> that got me. That got me. Me too. Me too, man. I mean, I thought it was beautifully performed by Malcolm Goodwin and uh, and Jessica Harmon too. But I don't know. I think after all the BS we've had to deal with this season with them, it <laughs> it was it was earned and it made me cheer very loudly. How about you, Blaze? Yeah, it was the payoff we all wanted, basically, and um, it was definitely what I was hoping would happen. You know, he would somehow come to his senses and just kind of be brought back to uh to earth and kind of like you know it was good to see clive sort of get snapped back into things and uh i thought it was a really nice moment for kavanaugh too and uh and yeah it just you know it was pretty much perfect so i'm glad that no matter what happens next week like we got this for sure me too and like yeah, and I think it's just nice after seeing so many of, again, as we've seen so many of these relationships going back to Love and Major, like where they faltered. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nice to see, like, we, we had uh, Ravi and Peyton get back together, and that's working out really well, even though Peyton's now, you know, in D.C. Uh, and, and now we have Fazio and Clive. Just I, I just kind of love Clive. I love that, that Clive's journey, really, if you look at it in the show, it's it's been about kind of, um, you know, finding, finding first finding his place in the precinct, because we know he was like this outcast, and it's really about been about finding his kind of place in, in a grander scheme in life, and it feels like he's able to throw caution to the wind there, because he's he's found his home again with Dale, I know that sounds really cheesy, but mm-hmm. like, he, he thought he had it for a while there with like Wally and his family, and Wally's mom, but but he, he's sure about it with Dale, and um, I don't know, I just think there's something really 
wonderful about that because no one makes Clive light up like Dale, and and you can tell that just from the performers uh, and and just how what what they what they do with just little looks and, and little interactions, and uh, yeah, it just that felt damn good to see that happen because. I, I knew there'd be. I, I thought there'd be another interaction between them, but I did not see it going as well as it did. It was nice, very nice. <laughs> that it was. Um, and so, really, just the last thing I want to talk about here uh, before we wrap this conversation up is uh, this episode. Despite how intense it got at the end, it was really funny. And that, that had to do with the fact that Robbie is on, and this is the character's name. They, I mean, her name was McKenna, but she was referred to and known as White Girl. He, he was on White Girl's Brain, and my God, uh, Raul Coley, man, he, he tweeted out that he was, like, nervous about this. Here, I'll read the exact tweet. He said, I was completely out of my depth this episode, and I've been privately dreading tonight, but your tweets have been so sweet and reassuring. Thank you so much. Glad you enjoyed it. And he he, he tweeted out the gif of Robbie saying, you are so obsessed with me. Um, but yeah, this I don't know if it necessarily hit the hot, quite the heights of Teenage Girl Brain, but uh, this... This was something, you guys. What did I mean? Did you have a particular moment? Did you guys just want to talk about how good Raul was? Like, uh, feel free to jump in because I could I could sing his praises for a while. I literally just wrote down, "This brain is fabulous." <laughs> like that. That's it. That's all I wrote about the brain because it perfectly encapsulated that that character. Because I'm pretty sure. She was in previous episodes before she was cured. Um, she might have been. I, because she was part of the Scratching Post sort of women on payroll, I guess. I, I, I'm not exactly Call. sure. Call girls? Call girls, yeah, I guess. guess we could go with that. Um, and paired up with how goofy Ravi is and how Rahul can definitely play a flamboyant man very well. It made it perfect. It was a very solid performance. And it... Honestly, it was one of my favorite Ravi brains. Which we've only got, like, three, so... (laughs) Of the three, this is like top I, notch. <laughs> I was gonna say you got you kind of got a little bit of slim pickings there, and uh, well, it's but, you know. <laughs> no, no, I know, no, but I agree with you, and I mean that's the one thing with this cure. I kind of even wrote in my review like, if this cure happens, well, does that mean we're gonna get less Ravi on brains, and then are we not even gonna get to see Clive on brains if Clive becomes a zombie? Because that uh, that would be another thing, man. Clive. Five on brains would be quite the quite the interesting uh, quite the sight to see for sure. But uh, Blaze, do you have any thoughts on just like you know? Did you have a favorite line or a favorite moment with him that really made you laugh? Um, I think just like the interaction of him and Clive having to do this on their own and what the brain was was just the perfect combination. So anytime they were around one another and. Uh, I think I enjoyed uh, when Clive walks into the interrogation room um, and basically having Ravi in there and he's like, he's like, basically like I sit on that side and he was, you know, (laughs) and he's like, nah, this is like my good side or whatever. I forget what the actual line was, but I don't know, just those interactions were priceless I agree. When he like tries to compare him to Liv, and he's yeah. like, "You do not like, do you do not compare me to Liv?" And uh, and then I love too because Blaze, we've had this with a friend of ours in in real life. When Clive just goes, "I'm going to ask you one more time to button that shirt." <laughs> <laughs> I won't say his name on the podcast, but uh, but yeah. And then and then just Robbie's response, where he's just like, "I'm proud of my body, and if I want to show it, I'm going to. No one is making you look." 
And then he com- he compliments uh, Angus's cape and just like, oh god, there's so many like gems. <laughs> but I, I agree with you. Just the chemistry between the two of them uh, was fun. And getting to see them work together, like as soon as we knew that Liv was kidnapped, mm-hmm. Major, and which uh, which by the way it didn't turn out well for Major that whole kidnapping thing. He got left in the thing with uh, yeah. left in the cell with the with the two Romeros. Um, but as soon as we saw that it was going to be Ravi and Clive, I I got super excited. And I could I could watch them pair up like that uh, definitely again before the show ends. That mm-hmm. is that is for sure. I hope we get I hope we get another one, <laughs> even if it's not as uh, even if it's not as dramatic as this as this brain. Um, but yeah, uh, any anything else you guys want to touch on? I mean, we could mention. That you know, Liv kills Russ Roach, but why would we? Because Russ Roach feels like an afterthought now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because if I, Liv literally takes like two minutes to kill him, and she like, and there's nothing said. She literally takes like, I don't, I don't know what the hell she even took, and just like stabs him right in the skull. But I honestly uh, thought he was dead last week, so I'm like, oh, he's alive. Again. Oh, now he's dead. All right, moving yeah, on. Well, I, well, that's why. That's why Chase Graves shot Jordan because. He stole her gun and got away. Oh, uh, so, yeah. So I, I like that they tied up that loose end, but I just feel like Russ had too much focus on him earlier this season for him to just, like, he went out with such a whimper. I, I kind of like it, but I'm also kind of like, why did we waste so much time with him? But yeah, We only wasted so much time with him because it was building major story. Yeah, but that's the thing is what I'm trying to say. It's like, I just feel like, yeah, that that was just kind of like a waste for major period, but we'll save that for the overall season four review podcast um, that I'm sure we'll do after maybe not next week. Next week, we'll probably be all about the finale, but maybe the week after we can just do a, a season in review and kind of rank it uh, with with how we view the other three seasons. Um, but yeah, but any other thoughts on, on this episode as a whole, guys, you guys want to talk about anything we might have missed or let's double check the notes real quick um other than we finally get robert buckley singing on the show oh like, yeah. yeah for more than just a sight gag and it pisses live off oh. to no end because of the brain <laughs> was it really the brain or was it just the singing i think it's a little bit of both <laughs> not uh, that was the other thing, man. She left him in the lurch there. That was that was a rough uh, that was a rough uh, place to leave him with the two. I mean, the but she did were... she did tell someone where he was. She, she wasn't gonna just him... leave him permanently. And she did, and she did give him brain tubes. So. Exactly. So it's not compl- It's not like. She dropped him down a well with cement shoes on, only to drop brains every once in a while and turn him into some cult leader. Oh God, brother, <laughs> brother major. Yeah, exactly. See, <laughs> just be glad it wasn't that. Oh, no. Although, no, nah, no, nah. nah, I, I don't <laughs> want that for major. No, um, I, he deserves better. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, anything anything else that crossed blaze? Any any thoughts by you or? No, I think we've pretty. I mean, I you yeah, know, we've I covered think... a lot. We've covered, I think, everything. I, yeah, I will say it was fun seeing them in that kind of like ninety, like kind of Stepford Wives kind of domestication given mm-hmm. uh, major. Was, that that was like a fun brain. There was a couple of fun fun moments and 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 lines there, and I did love uh, uh, Diane. Uh, uh, I always mess up her name, despite the fact I really hope she never listens to the show. Diane Rugaro's, uh, bleh, Rugari, Rugario's, you know what I'm trying to say, right. Her, uh, the, the fabulous co-showrunner and writer of iZombie, she tweeted out the photo of Live with the Pie, and she said, I love Rose McIver more than Pie. Uh, which, which was, you know, as a funny tweet, but, uh. But yeah, uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for our, our episode discussion, guys, for uh, You've Got to Hide Your Live Away. Again, just... Oh, God, that title is so funny. Um, These titles are really long. Uh, yes, they... But, 
Believe me, I I mean you know from writing out the uh, the episode titles every week for the podcast, and I know for the review too. I'm like trying to make sure it it fits with the SEO when I'm doing it on WordPress. It never does. Um, no. Though I somehow make WordPress work, and because of how it is, it some I always somehow make it right because no one's gonna type the full episode title out into the search engine. But oh well. Most likely not, but uh, it works. It does, it does. And you know what else works, Sean, is your Twitter. Tell us where you can find it. That was a a good segue. It's good. It's good. I I take pride in my segues every once in a while. I'm on Twitter, at SnarkySean. You find my insane ramblings about everything. I host other podcasts. I mean... That's all I do with my life is host podcasts and watch Power Rangers, essentially. So if you like either of those. There we go. Um, <laughs> I just <laughs> wanted to leave it on a blank pause. <laughs> no, no, no. I just, I, I, I don't mean this in any, what's it called? And in any rude way, usually you just, you have more to say with your pause. I was just expecting more. <laughs> No, lately I've just been like, go to my Twitter. My stuff's there. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm down with that. Blaze, where can where can the folks find you? You can find me at Blaze Hopkins on Twitter. Um, as always, you know, talking about comics and hoping to catch up with some TV shows. So feel free to uh, interact with me on there. Awesome, and yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter as well at CKinger13. Uh, got. I mean, a lot of the shows I reviewed are done, so iZombie reviews, one next week, um, and I'm going to try to get back with Supergirl once I catch up. That's kind of fallen by the wayside, and uh, yeah, that, that'll that be about it uh, for me. Any other updates, I mean, I'll, I'll tweet them out to you guys. Um, and then you can find this show, um, as always, on Twitter, at iZombie Radio, Facebook iZombie Radio, iZombieRadio.com. Um, you can find the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Is that one right? I believe so. Cool. I mean, I did submit the podcast to Spotify as well, but <laughs> won't know if that happens until about June. That's so. fine. All good. Whatever you guys like listening to the podcast, we're probably there. Um, also, just want to give you guys a heads up. Because it's the finale next week too, I'm going to do my best because I'm, I'm on social media most of the time on the Twitter. I'm gonna try to put like a post up for any, anything you guys want us to talk about, like any feedback you guys have, any questions, any theories, whatever. Because um, you know, with the finale being next week, I want us to you know really dive in, dive into it. And then if we end up doing this kind of season overall kind of review show um we'll definitely want your your questions and feedback for that too to talk about anything in the season a favorite episode a favorite character um a storyline you, you maybe didn't like you know something you know your rank of the seasons maybe too like how you rank each of the eye zombie seasons so be on the lookout for social media um uh for all of that uh but yeah until next time i'm chris king we here with blaze hopkins and sean carpenter This has been iZombie Radio, guys, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.